Hi, I'm Holly Grimaldi Flores. And I'm Cy Musiker. And And this this is Curtain Call. Call. We're back here in the KVMR studios, highlighting some of the most ambitious and exciting arts and culture here in the foothills, the valley, and beyond. And on this episode, we'll talk about a great jazz pianist, a jazz festival in Reno, three of the country's best singer-songwriters, and a new staging of a classic in Chinese-American literature. Something for everyone. Let's begin with the singer-songwriters. We were walking on the coastline And I wondered if this could be the last time Then I took your fragile hand into mine And we talked That's Sarah Yaroche, just lovely sounding. And Yaroche crafts such beautiful and thoughtful work. Here she's singing on a recent album about her mother who's been diagnosed with breast cancer and about great blue herons on the Texas coast where Yaroche spent time growing up. Uh, I think herons and moms, a very flattering comparison. The four-time Grammy winner is coming to Grass Valley Center for the Arts this weekend, Sunday, April 3rd. She's part of a killer lineup at the center this month, including an evening with her old bandmate, Aoife O'Donovan. Remember when I went down on a the B-61 cross town Two heroes waiting at the ice house Wish it was my house Took me out back for a drink Showed me the heart on his sleeve Yeah, that singer-songwriter Aoife O'Donovan, really ethereal, heady music. And she's at the Center for the Arts a week from now on Sunday, April 9th. And we've paired her with Sarah Yaroche because they've worked as a trio along with Sarah Watkins in the band I'm With Her. And Yaroche and O'Donovan have both shared the stage at plenty of Americana festivals with this guy, a member of Nashville's Songwriting Hall of Fame. Rodney Crowell is another great songwriter, the old man of this group, and with a very deep library of work. Crowell has penned hit songs for his former wife, Roseanne Cash, his old bandmate, Emmy Lou Harris, Jimmy Buffett, John Denver, Waylon Jennings. Yeah, it's a long, long list, and Crowell's got a new album out. Uh, he's touring again. Rodney Crowell plays the Center for the Arts Tuesday, April 5th. A cocktail crowd and a piano player made sweet music at the National Hotel last Saturday night. The bartender plays a little cha-cha with a cocktail shaker, (laughs) but the piano player is very much worth listening to. Thank you. 
that's Tommy Coster at the piano, and finding Coster in a bar room in Nevada City is like finding the mother load in an old mine, and just as unlikely, a rise gold mine, please take note. Coster is the son of former Santana keyboardist Tommy Coster Sr., and he's written music for film tracks and songs, including The Real Slim Shady, which he co-wrote with Dr. Dre and Eminem. So who is Tommy Coster? We talked to him at Ancient Wave Studios in Nevada City. And we started by asking, how cool was it to grow up in a household where Latin rock guitar god Santana would just stop by? It's actually a lot cooler than that. I think even when I was in my mother's womb, it was cool to be in our house because there was such a prolific approach to the music that was around. It could have been Chuck Berry. It could have been Miles Davis. It could have been Bill Evans. So to grow up in this situation where my dad was in a very rich environment that I could pull from and learn from, it was also very vast in what it was because Santana was Latin rock. But then it was also these Mediterranean kind of melodies like Europa and Flor de Luna. So it, it was a pretty rich environment. And then my dad being just a jazz head, I inherited that. That's my favorite kind of music. I'm a Bill Evans freak. And so I am forever grateful to my father, who is a living legend. Many people had children. Not many children were on the scene or backstage or hanging out. And, well, you, were and, you, and you played on Zulu on an album when you were 11 years old. Yeah, so I think my dad was the only guy in the band that had kids. So I had this idea, and I was blessed enough to have Carlos embrace my idea thinking it worked with his somehow, and we ended up co-writing a song when I was 11 for that record. How did Tommy Coster end up living here in the foothills, producing music, playing jazz every Saturday night? So this is the most amazing story. 1962, my grandfather decides he wants to be a cowboy, and he buys a ranch off of Champion Mine Road. So in 66, when I was born, we started coming up here. And my grandfather, I'd spend summers up here with my grandfather, and he would take me around town and he would make his little stops and one of the stops was the National Hotel, man. And there was an upright piano in there, I remember it. And he'd be like, hey Tommy, go, go play the piano for me. And I would go and play the piano. And coming back up here, knowing that they've done these incredible renovations, and I, I went in there and met one of the bartenders named Ian Crispy as he was pounding away on that very out-of-tune piano. And I said, man, can you please stop? It's hurting my ears, not what you're playing, but the piano. He says, I know, man, I know, man. And so Ian and I got together, and we got the piano tuned. And I said, man, I'd love to have a residency here, one night a week where I can just play jazz, solo piano. And he said, man, I think I can talk to Anthony Jones, the GM, because he's a musician as well. And I think that they would really like that. So. I was blessed to get this residency and hopefully add value to the room and add value to the community in, in giving them some kind of entertainment that maybe wouldn't normally be around this area. How have you been received at the National? The people that have come up to me and expressed some sort of sentiment have been very grateful and I was, I was humbled by it. And 
I feel like that's exactly where I need to be Saturday night at six o'clock sitting at that piano doing what I'm doing. I feel like that's the only place I should be in the world. Honestly, it's that big of a deal for me. You've uh, worked in hip hop and uh, rap with Eminem and Dr. Dre. You talk about Bill Evans and uh, Oscar Peterson, and you worked with Santana, and your dad played with Santana. So all those musical influences swim around in your head. Uh, how do you describe what you're doing at the piano on Saturday nights? Holding on for dear life. <laughs> because when you play solo piano, you're the bass player, the drummer, the melodic sensibility, and the harmonic sensibility. So I play very emotionally. I'm trying not to play too many notes, and I'm trying to move people with what I'm trying to get from my heart through my hands into the atmosphere of the room. How's the piano now? I hope in tune at the National. You know what? That's such a great question because I was afraid of that piano because that piano's action is terrible. And you know what happened? I sat down at that piano the first night and that piano gave me so much love. How do you think about musical genre uh, since you've played so many and written so many different kinds of music? The genres and the, and the lines dividing them have gotten super blurred, which is really cool actually, um, because there's a lot of fusion going on. I and mean, I'm not talking about jazz fusion, I'm talking about just the fusion of styles. So I'm just hoping that people continue to be creative and, and follow their own unique melody in life. I talk a lot about someone's melodic DNA. I hope that people do that more as opposed to 40,000 pieces of music being uploaded to Spotify every day that I pretty much generalize as overproduced and underwritten music, no disrespect, but you know, take some time and craft something that's unique. We don't need more things that sound the same. Well, I imagine that attitude also helps when you're getting requests at the piano bench. What's so great is I don't take requests, <laughs> but, but, here, here's, but here's what I'm willing to do because I think this is very smart on my part. Uh-huh. If there's a song you want me to play, write it down and write down your phone number or your email address. I'll work out a jazz arrangement of it and I'll let you know when I have it and, I'll, and you can come in and hear it. Nice. So I'm willing to do the work and I'm willing to learn something new and hopefully they'll come back in and say, yeah, I really enjoyed your weird jazz arrangement of you know Billy Joel's whatever. <laughs> so because I'm not a piano bar guy, so I, I don't really take requests, but I will take someone's request and turn it into a jazz arrangement and let them know I've got it worked out. Would you like to come and hear what I've done? For the last year and a half, almost two years, performing has been pretty much non-existent. You're creative, so I'm guessing that in this time you've been creating, but what's that been like not having that outlet? I'm not very much of a live performance guy. I spend 10 hours a day in the studio by myself. And when I'm fishing, I'm very much by myself. So COVID, actually was just a time for me to dive into my studies and spend time with my mom and dad and my sister. So I've lost people to COVID. I had COVID and I really simplified my life compared to what it was in Los Angeles. I'm very focused on my studies, my work and my family and fishing. Tommy Coster plays solo jazz piano every Saturday night at 6 p.m. at the National Hotel in Nevada City. And as long as we're talking about jazz. In time, maybe I can find a life alive in open doors, engrossed in chords, the known.
misleading I've grown with the unknown in me The tale is quick to tell itself Given the chance, your health is in my hands You've put my words on a pedestal That's Michael Mayo, one of the headliners at the upcoming Reno Jazz Festival, a mix of jazz workshops for students live and online, and concerts with Mayo and others. Michael is a a younger, up-and-coming superstar. He's a really incredible jazz vocalist and composer, and he's just a really stellar performer, so we're, we're super excited about sharing the stage with him. We just heard from Peter Epstein. He's a saxophonist and a professor at the University of Nevada in Reno. He directs the jazz festival, and we did a Zoom call with him. And Epstein says it's great to have concerts by established jazz performers. Saxophonist Miguel Zinon is performing as well. But the festival is essentially educational, with 20 seminars and workshops this year for students studying jazz at the University of Nevada, Reno, and also for kids in middle and high school all over the Reno area. You know, everyone is going to speak highly of their students, but we really do have some remarkable young musicians here and a really kind of thriving, creative Mm -hmm. program, which is at the heart of the festival is our academic program at the University of Nevada, Reno. So, you know, anytime people can come this way and hear some really great music. Yeah, and so come to Reno for jazz anytime. But the Reno Jazz Festival with headliners Miguel Zinon and Michael Mayo runs April 25th through the 30th on the University of Nevada at Reno campus. And there's always more happening in Reno and at Lake Tahoe in the casino showrooms, including Harrah's at Tahoe. That's the 80s hit, Sister Christian. It's so 80s. I can see the big hair. How big was your hair, Holly, (laughs) in those days? Um, This is by the band Night Ranger. And and Holly, why are we playing that? Well, Cy, I moved to California in 1985, and I spent most of the next 11 years with an outside, inside track into the music business. It all started with Night Ranger. Best known for Sister Christian, Night Ranger had a number of solid hits playing on rock stations in the U.S. and internationally. Original members Kelly Kagi, who was the best man at my first wedding, Brad Gillis and Jack Blades, along with Eric Levi and Carrie Kelly, Night Ranger is back on the road. I chatted with Kelly Kagi for a bit. I asked him how he knew Sister Christian would be a hit. You never really do. You know, you just pour your heart out and hope you hit on something that other people are going to be relating to. You just never know. I mean, with, with every song that you release. And who knew that that was going to click for that generation? Baby, I know you're growing up so fast And mama's worrying that you won't last to say Let's play It should really be a great show of hard-driving rock and roll mixed with a lot of power ballads. Motor on over. That's Night Ranger, April 9th at Harris in Lake Tahoe. And for more old rockers, you can catch the amazing, immortal shock rocker Alice Cooper, who has never sounded dated.
Atlas Cooper plays the Grand Sierra Resort and Casino in Reno April 22nd. That's exciting, but so is this young woman. That's the song Stand For Myself by Yola. I mean, Zowie, just what a voice. She got four Grammy nominations in 2020, but you know, COVID has stalled out a lot of new voices in music and their careers. She's touring again and doing a show at Ace of Spades in Sacramento. That's April 15th. See Yola there because the next time she's in town, it'll be some arena with crappy, crappy acoustics. And Holly, I know what you're going to say next, because I'm psychic. I knew that about you, Cy. <laughs> yes, the Nevada City Psychic Fair, considered Northern California's largest gathering of metaphysical teachers, seers, crafters, and readers, is returning to the Miner's Foundry. If you want to know more about this event, just look inside your own mind. We can tell you at least that the Psychic Fair runs April 9th and 10th at the Miner's Foundry. And I just want to do a shout-out now to Hella Capella. This is the 18th year for acapella chorales from colleges around Northern California to assemble at UC Davis. The lineup includes the liquid hot plates from UC Davis, that's who we just heard, and the California Golden Overtones and the Stanford Fleet Street Singers, and there's more. Hella Capella is April 16th at the Mondavi Center in Davis. Get your glee on. And as we mentioned in our show last month, Daka Braca is coming to the Center for the Arts. so much music this month that's really entertaining, but this is a show that has more meaning than most. It's a way to show your support for Daka Braka, who are from war-torn Kiev, Ukraine. And one way is to attend this show. The name of the band is as unusual as its music. Daka Braka means give, take in the old Ukrainian language. Uh, get your tickets now for this April 21st show. Also coming April 21st. What does it mean, Mommy? I tell you the story because I was raised the Chinese way. I was taught to desire nothing, to swallow other people's misery, and to eat my own bitterness. And even though I taught my daughter the opposite, but still, she came out the same way. 
That's a scene from the movie The Joy Luck Club, based on the book by Amy Tan. And the Chinese Asian Theater of the Sierras, better known as Cats, is presenting the play The Joy Luck Club, last staged here in 2001. This may be a woman's play, but the appeal is universal. The book was an unlikely hit, 75 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list, a novel by a first-time Chinese-American author that blended the immigrant experience, misunderstandings between mothers and daughters, tragic suffering, talking story, great Chinese food. Yeah, we talked to Jeannie Wood, executive director for Cats, and asked her why her theater company is doing the play again. In 20 years, you have a new generation. There are some of our patrons who still remember the one that we did in 2001. I was in it. (laughs) And then so here we are. We have a new audience, and we make it fresh because Amy Tan is still around. And a lot of Joyla Club is based on her her story, her mom's story, her mom's mom's stories. What do you love about this play? It's about, you said, mothers and daughters. And, and the conflicts between them, sometimes about expectations and the daughters trying to create their own lives. These are uh, American daughters mm-hmm. born to Chinese immigrant mm-hmm. mothers mm-hmm. Uh, in America. What, what's, why do you love the play? I love the play because I resonate with it, because I'm an American, Chinese-American daughter, and the conflicts that I went through in terms of you know, trying to live up to my mom's and my dad's expectations, although my dad didn't have a whole lot of expectations for a girl. They, they, they were happy and proud of me, ultimately. And you know, growing up here, you know, my parents came because of many reasons, you know, economic reasons and also political reasons, because you know, communism was like threatening and it just wasn't, the, China was not the place to be, but in their hearts, China was always their home. They never refer to America as home. They say, well, home. Whenever they say home, I think of home as here. They think of home as there. So I have to put it in perspective. So and that's similar to the parents yeah. and, and kids in the, in the play. Well, yeah, and the duality. You know, they grew up in, you know, very traditional Chinese culture. And I grew up, you know, with one leg in that culture and one leg in the other. And to try to find some semblance of peace in both worlds. You know, I'm always moved by these kinds of stories as the father of a daughter, and I tear up at a lot of stuff. Uh, Jeffrey Mason is directing the Joy Luck Club with performances April 21st through May 14th at the Nevada Theater. We also asked Jeannie Wood to talk about Diane Federley, who founded Nevada City's now-defunct Foothill Theater Company and was a major presence in the Nevada County art scene for 40 years. Federley died a few days ago, and Wood remembers her fondly. You know, we miss her. We love we love her because she cared deeply for us. I mean, yes, she was a director, and she directed a lot of theater companies, a lot of plays, but she took us under her wings and really guided us and, and showed us how because we were very grassroots, but she gave us the bare bones. We were one of her, kind of like her child, you know and then teenager, and then young adults, because she did five plays for us. So hopefully we got better with each play. (laughs) Yeah, Diane Federley, take another bow and rest in peace. And Holly, you've got a show coming up later this month. It's the Vagina Monologues, which I've seen, and it's a terrific show by Eve Ensler. It's a benefit for community beyond violence. Yeah, I participated in the first presentation of the Vagina Monologues in 2018. It was a lot of fun. I know the word alone can make people uncomfortable, which is really what the play's about, making yeah. people think about this particular part of the female anatomy. What would it say if it could talk? And other amazing vignettes of discovery, <laughs> embarrassment, pleasure, 
abuse. Eve Ensler's play is provoking. It's tragic. It's funny. The cast is made up of a dozen women, including city council members, the Nevada County Sheriff, a few political candidates, journalists, and activists, the melting pot that's Nevada County women. And it's a benefit for Community Beyond Violence, formerly the Domestic Violence and Sexual Assault Coalition, a vital organization that needs our support. The Vagina Monologues is at the Center for the Arts on Saturday, April 23rd. And here's something from one of my favorite bands out of Los Angeles. That's the song Dark Star by Chicano Batman, led by Carlos Aravalo, one of LA's best bands. Chicano Batman plays a wonderful kind of politically conscious Latino soul music, and they're a reminder of the real diversity in pop music beyond this dichotomy of black and white. Chicano Batman plays the Crest Theater in Sacramento Tuesday, April 26th. And we just don't have time for the extended segments we want to do on everything good this month. But Las Cafeteras is another terrific progressive L.A. band touring again, playing their highly updated version of Mexican Son Jarocho. Las Cafeteras plays the Mondavi Center April 28th, and then they're at the Center for the Arts on April 29th. And I'm definitely going to that. And I think that just about wraps up April, Cy. You'll find me at the Center for the Arts this Sunday. I plan to take a stroll through the Psychic Fair, possibly motoring up to Lake Tahoe, and hope you'll come out and see me in the Vagina Monologues on April 23rd. And be sure to stop by the National any Saturday night for Tommy Coster. Yeah, and I want to do a shout-out uh, for the last month of the Candy Store exhibit at the Crocker. This is a celebration of the former... Folsom Gallery's colorful, rule-breaking funk art. I'm going to go this coming month. And the Candy Store exhibit runs at the Crocker through May 1st. Soon we'll be talking about the return of outdoor music festivals, including Strawberry in May, Bluegrass in June, World Fest in July. Plus, the outdoor music series at Harris Lake Tahoe runs all summer. Yeah, and let's wrap it up with a bit more from Tommy Coster on solo piano.
That's Tommy Coster, who plays the National Hotel every Saturday night in Nevada City. And tune in next month, May 6th, at 6.30 for another thrilling episode of Curtain Call. I'm Cy Musiker. I'm Holly Grimaldi Flores. And And this this is Curtain Call, Call, coming coming to you from KVMR-FM, Nevada Nevada City. City.